0: fantastic what God's been doing um, just in the past couple of months. It's empowering to to be involved in that and and see things moving and see it moving in other people's lives too. Bring the Spirit of the Lord to everyone, the fire, the baptism, just the presence of God as a a humble servant and and, uh, valued. That my relationship with the Lord is going to grow. I didn't expect it. I am delightfully surprised. Being in the glory of God instead of just the administration of God.
1: The the teachings on the pure heart has changed my relationship with Jesus.
0: To see that we're in 78 nations to date is incredible to me. Seeing people healed and set free and delivered um, is what God is doing in his end time. It's not what you do, it's that you do something. Being able to
1: reach the nations by being a partner with Kingdom Impact. Thank you for joining us here on Kingdom Come broadcast and on Kingdom Impact Network. It's a pleasure that you're tuning in and God has a word for you. Before we go any further, I wanna thank you, our dear partners that have helped us build this network. You have helped us become God's voice. Without you, we could not do it. So I wanna thank you from the bottom of my heart on behalf of our team that you are the reason that we are doing this because of your prayers of your support and believing in us so i want to invite you to call your friend because god has a word for you and for the rest of america
0: Welcome to kingdom come with andrew incoyoyo called to be god's voice reaching people worldwide with the message of jesus christ
1: Welcome to Kingdom Come Broadcast. We are glad you're tuning in and today we have a special prophetic word for you America. You know God tells us in Amos chapter 3 verse 7 that for the Lord God does nothing without revealing his secret to his servants the prophet. God is willing to speak to anybody. You don't have to be a prophet for God to speak to you but God will speak to those who listen and begin to obey. So I want to invite you in this next half hour on this journey because God has given me a word for you, America, and for the body of Christ that together we can begin to act in obedience. So join me. You see, God first met me on this when I was in Romania a little over two years ago and ten months. It's a Wednesday afternoon, March 13th. My wife and I are just getting ready to sit down for lunch. And the Holy Spirit just came on me so heavy with a burden. I thought I was going to have a, I was having a heart attack. And I began to pray in the Spirit. And I excused myself and went to the back office. And I began, I shut the door and went on my face. And that lasted for six hours. As soon as I got into the office and I began to pray, the Holy Spirit began to show me as if I was watching television. The coming calamity in America. He showed me seven cities. And my first reaction was, Lord, I am, I am a missionary in Europe. We are in Romania. I'm not in America. Why are you showing me this? And this is what he said. He said that I don't take pleasure in the death of anybody. And he began to lead me into weepings and groaning and crying in prayer, agonizing in the spirit for six hours for America. And as I'm agonizing in the presence of God, I'm seeing all these pictures of the disaster that is coming to America. As if I'm watching television, flash and just go one by one. And I wept. And I cried. And God said, that's why I'm asking you to pray and then I asked Lord should I put out a call he said no I want you to pray and he only led me at that point to share with a few pastors I was just getting ready to do a conference in London and I shared with a few pastors and we went to the prayer room on our knees and we wept for America and then two weeks later an attack happened in Boston these seven cities Boston was number one the marathon bombing that took place I believe was on April 15th the seven cities were Boston Los Angeles California New York City Dallas Texas Houston Texas Detroit Michigan and Las Vegas you see God does not take pleasure in the death of anyone and so I said Lord why all this is happening and he says "It's because my people are turning their back on me so that's why I want to share this word because in the last several months the Holy Spirit has been now replaying all these images again and to the point I ask God <laughs> please if I have to travel, if I am going to be close to some of those cities, please tell me so I don't go, because what I want to share with you without going into the too much details, it makes 9-11, just to give you a, a picture, it makes 9-11 look like nothing. Can you imagine these cities attacked with biological warfare, chemical weapons? I saw natural disasters that are going to bring economies, infrastructures of these big cities to their knees. Now, in the last three months, he's been showing me six other cities which I've, I've been saying, Lord. And he said, now, the first thing you say on the broadcast, I want you to put out this word because America is in dire stress right now. I know great things are on the horizon, but I'm telling you, if we don't do something, God's glory, When God's glory departs, when God pulls his glory back, we are vulnerable to the enemy. And I wanna show you that God is not showing us these things so we can puff around and say, oh, I had a word, it's not about that. It's about being a voice and calling people, can we cultivate an an environment where God can, his glory can return back to America because that's what's gonna save America. Now, in the last three months, I've been seeing other things that are happening in other cities, in Colorado Springs, in Atlanta, in Chicago, Illinois, in Memphis, Tennessee, in Minneapolis, St. Paul, and Miami, Florida. You see, because, and this is what God pointed out, because of our obedience, I was in Europe and a few pastors, and I know other people are praying, but because of our obedience, what I saw blocks being wiped with one bomb that wiped literally the whole half of the city was stopped by the prayers. Somebody stood in the gap and cried out for God's mercy and I believe right now we are in the time when God is putting out this call because God says I don't delight in the death of anyone but your sins because my glory, you see, I'll show you, the glory of God is so holy that he will not put it anywhere close to iniquity. And that's the thing. It's, it's not that God wants all the things to happen to America. It's because that the glory of God is departing and because the glory of God is departing, we are naked. The protection is not there. And so what happens when God is is withdrawing His glory because of the sins that we're allowing to take place and all these iniquities, allowing all unjust laws that are not against Christianity, but against God Himself because He has revealed His standard, He has revealed His will, and we are willingly rebelling against that. So God has no choice but to pull back. But in the midst of all that, God is saying, I will not let all the things happen to America Except I reveal this to my servants and put out the call, because why? I'm gonna show you. God is not looking for people who mess up so He can beat them over uh, with a stick. That's not His nature. For weeks I could not eat for what I saw. You see, when you hear a word from the Lord, it's different than when you live it. When you see it, it's embedded in your eyes, in your soul. In your, you have seen it. You carry it, and I've been carrying this weight. For over two years. And then he's, he's just un- unloading most stuff. And he said, son, I don't take no pleasure, but I want you to put this message out to my people. You see, God loves America like he loves any other country. You see, America is a country. But when we talk about a country, we talk about people. He loves the people. And you see, those three people that died in Boston, April 15th, God did not laugh. The terrorists may have laughed and rejoiced, but he did not because those three souls, those are his children. He cares about them. Amen. And so he's on a journey to save. But you see, even in Jeremiah 35, verse 17, before disaster came to Israel, he announced it. He says, Thus says the Lord, God of hosts. The God of Israel, behold, I'll bring upon Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem all the disasters that I have pronounced against them because, listen to this, I have spoken to them and they have not listened. I have called to them and they have not answered. You see, right now, he's doing the same thing like he did with Judah and Israel and Jerusalem. He's putting out a call. Is somebody going to hear? Is somebody going to listen? Is somebody going to pick up the phone? Amen. You see, God, I'm going to show you here in Jeremiah 36, verse 3, is hoping against hope that somebody hears and does something. Because God's nature is to save, God's nature is to redeem. That's His nature. The only thing that separates us from God is our sin, is our iniquity. And God is putting out these calls, is showing us all the things that are coming because He wants to redeem. He wants to save. He wants to revive America. He's on the back of all this. If we can hear the word of the Lord on the back of all our repentance, there's a great harvest. There's a great awakening. There's a revival that is fixing to happen. Heaven is waiting, but God is looking for a people that will stand in the gap and say, Yes, Lord, we have sinned against God, and who will come on their knees? You see, I'm going to show you, because God's nature is to love, is to save. He's seeking and he's searching. That's his nature, America. So God, oh Shanda Bakaya, the anointing of God just fell on me. Afraid, God's nature is to save America and to bring you to your glory. You see, God started this country; He has to finish. But when we divorce Him willingly, when we de- choose to go uh, against His will, against His way, His standard, He has no choice because He's holy and He's not going to dwell in a place among a people that are accepting and embracing unholy lifestyles. Then he has no choice but to step back. And what that happens, he gives us over into the, to our ways and into the hands of our enemies. That's what's going to happen. What I saw, it was enemies within here and enemies without. And natural disasters of biblical proportions that are coming. That are going to shake the coast like never before. And I'm telling you, beloved. God spoke to me and he said son I want to heal I want to deliver I want to save I want to redeem America but you have to put out a call and God is hoping like he did with Israel that somebody will hear that somebody will get some sense into them and say God have mercy are we going to be the generation that experiences the goodness of God a great awakening or are we going to be a generation that talks about all that happened in our generation. Are we going to sit on our blessed assurance on Sunday mornings and sing kumbaya? Or are we going to go to God and say, God, forgive us. This is a call to those. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people. You see, God came to Israel and he was looking for those people that were here. God is asking why should you die America in Ezekiel 18 verse 30 and 31 he says I'll judge each of you according to your own ways declares the sovereign Lord repent turn away from all your offenses then sin will not be your downfall listen America he says if you repent sin will not be your downfall okay Read yourselves of all offenses you have committed and get a new heart. Get a new spirit. And God is saying, why will you die, O people of Israel? This is the call. This is the message. God is asking, why will you die, America? Why are you letting sin become your downfall from the great country you are? I'm telling you, God is going to shake this economy like you have never seen see, he spoke to us in June and he said, as the laws that go against my will pass, I'm going to crush the stock market. And it crashed uh, August 20th. That was nothing. God is going to shake everything concerning America. You know why? Because he loves America. He's going to touch everything that matters to America until he has your attention, until he has your heart. Even the weakest enemy is going to knock you down. And I'm going to show you in Scripture in the coming weeks, how can we receive God's protection? According to Scripture, how can we receive, really, security? What's the answer to terror within or without? I have the answer in the Scripture so God is asking why will you die so why is God warning us number one because he has no pleasure in the death of anybody in Ezekiel 18 32 he says for I take no pleasure in the death of anyone declares the sovereign Lord and he says repent and leave and he repeats again in, in chapter 33 verse 11 and this time he he even emphasizes repent twice I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but for the wicked to turn from his ways and live, repent or turn back, turn back from your evil ways, for why will you die, O house of Israel? God is saying, I have no pleasure in all this. And the key, the answer is repentance. Because repentance precedes forgiveness. Amen. Exodus 34, verse 6 you see this is God's character this is God's nature It's not out to allow the enemies walk over America just because he wants to but because we are forcing his hand to step back that's what happened in the Garden of Eden as long as Adam and Eve lived in the glory of God they never knew they were vulnerable they never knew they were naked until Disobedience, willful disobedience and rebellion against God's revealed will that they discovered actually they were naked. Why? Because the glory departed. Amen. What is coming to America is not because God doesn't love America. it's because God is looking for America. He's seeking America. He's searching for America. So this is a call to the American Church. also to the American people but this is God's nature when Moses wanted to know God God revealed his glory and God began to preach himself verse 6 the Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord Yahweh is the covenant maker and is the covenant keeper the Lord God is merciful and gracious. You see, this is, the God we, this is the God I'm talking about. This is the God I'm preaching to you. He's gracious and merciful and slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Okay? Keeping the steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin, but who will no, no means clear the guilty. friend. God is abounding in love, in steadfast love for thousands for the first, second, third, even fourth generation. Forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sins. But he says, by no means he will clear the guilty. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. But then he stops. Why? Because he's gracious and he's merciful. But then he says, if you repent, you see, he tells us his nature. The Lord, the covenant maker, the God that we serve through his son, he has given his son that we can find redemption through the blood of Christ Jesus. He says, I am gracious. I am merciful. All I'm looking for is a people that will repent. God is asking America, why will you die? He says, repent and live. So that iniquity, sin, does not become your downfall. You see, friend, the problem is not the terrorists. The problem is not all the bad things that are happening. The problem is sin creeping into this country. Sin being allowed to reign supreme. That's the problem. But you see, God is searching. And he's not going to allow that and unless he warns us. He says, these things are coming unless you change your act. Amen. As long as we are still listening, as long as we can repent, God is not going to allow those things to happen. So that's why I'm sharing this message with such passion, believing that God will speak to you. Pastor, can we make every church a house of prayer? Dear friend watching, can, can, we, can your dining table become an altar, your office? Any place that you can two or three gather, can we cultivate, can we put out a call to our friends and begin to pray for America? Because I'm telling you, the great days for America are ahead, but I'm telling you, before that happens, we are going to see a shaking. But God says that my hand can save my hand. I am willing to forgive and redeem if somebody will be accountable. I'm looking for somebody who will come and repent. Pastors, leaders, I wanna share this with you. God is looking to you and I, the leaders in the body of Christ. Can we mobilize our people? Can we mobilize our communities to pray, to repent. You see, this is not only a national repentance, but it's also a personal repentance. You see, in the Amplified, he says that sin will become the stumbling block. You know, we are praying so much for revival and for a great awakening, but I've got news for you. God tells us, without clean hands and a pure heart, we fall short of the blessings of his glory. And that's where it begins. Pursuing the pure heart and the clean hands. And allowing the Holy Spirit to search us. Allowing the Holy Spirit to show us all those blind spots. Allowing the Holy Spirit to expose everything that hinders the glory. Everything that hinders that love. And then wholeheartedly going before God and repenting first. Personally. And then Coming together, you and I, going on our knees together and repenting for America. For the million babies that die every year. Their blood is crying out to the throne of God and God is a just God. So guess what he's going to do? He's going to render justice. Because that's his nature. He's a just God. 3,000 babies being aborted every day. All that blood is crying out to the throne of God. And God is no, by no means going to clear the guilty. So we have to acknowledge that we are guilty before God. As a nation, as a people, we allowed things that are contrary to His nature, to His name, to His standard, and His character to come into our lives. We have to acknowledge that. Without acknowledging that, we cannot have true repentance. We have a lot of prayer meetings. We have a lot of things that we do to entice God to come. Guess what? He's hindered by our sin. That's why he says, without clean hands and a pure heart, forget about the blessing. What is the blessing he talks about in Psalm 24? Is The blessing is the glory because the glory is heavy and is so holy that God will allow it to come in a place that's unholy. So the, pl- the glory of God is what's going to change us because the power that saves It's going to be in our churches, in our ministries, in our lives. Will you please pray about this? Will you ask the Holy Spirit what does he want? Will you ask him to show you the condition of your community, of this country? Ask him. Don't take my word for it. Ask him, God. What are you doing? Because we complain about the politicians and the laws and everything, but you say, you know what? God is saying, Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, if He can have a people, oh, I, I have, oh, the Holy Ghost is, if He can have a people that will dare come in agreement with Him, humble themselves. You see, we need humility. He says, if my people, who are called by my name, shall humble themselves. Pray. See, before we pray, we have to allow the humility, and that humility really, I define humility as coming in agreement with the truth. God is the truth. Jesus is the truth. We come in agreement with what heaven is saying. That's humility. And heaven is saying, You have sinned as a nation, and you need to repent. You need to humble yourself. You know, in the old days, they used to put on sackcloth and all these and ashes. We don't have to, but we can go down on our knees and pray. But guess what? He says, "My people, turn from their wicked ways," which means even in us, their things as the body of Christ, we have allowed to come on the stumbling block to the working of the Holy Spirit. Because otherwise, he won't ask the people who call his name to turn from wicked ways. Amen. That's why Jesus tells us that you are clean except your feet. Why? Because your feet get dirty every day. You need to wash. You need the blood. You need to cleanse, be cleansed every day. You are saved. But guess what? As you make contact with the world that you are in, you need the blood. You need to persevere in the power of the blood each and every day. He says, humble yourself, pray, turn from your wicked ways. Right? Then... I'll hear. Dear friend, the problem is, it's not that we haven't prayed enough. I love prayer. But the problem is not we have prayed enough. It's that we haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to circumcise our hearts, to sanctify us, because he says, we humble, we pray, we need to turn from the wicked ways. If we are continuing to pray, and there is no result to prayer, Perhaps it's time we stopped and ask the Holy Spirit to show us. Show us the condition of our hearts. Because the healing of America hinges on you and I. Being the people that hold his glory and house his glory. Those that will stand in the gap and cry for the destiny, for the mercy. And mobilize others to cry out unto God for mercy, to save this country. And guess what? As we come before God in repentance, God is willing to forgive. And I promise you on the back of that brokenness, just humbling ourselves before God, there is a great spiritual awakening waiting to happen. So let us not be like the children of Israel, that God has to allow to become prisoners taken in captivity by their enemies in order for them to actually begin to obey God. Because that's what's going to come to. But I believe that God is speaking to your heart right now. Will you invite your friends, please? I invite you to share this with your friends, with your pastor friends. Put it on social media. Just blast it everywhere because this is not about our ministry it's not about anything other than the glory of God in America God's glory as it departs we are all in trouble and God is looking to you and I and as you seek God as you pray just let me know you're praying let me know what God is showing you perhaps you have ideas he hasn't shown to us because this is a collective effort So I look forward to hearing from you and please take this message, download it, do whatever you have to do to put it everywhere in the hands of people so that we together as the church, as the body of Christ, we can respond to this call because calamity is coming. But God says it doesn't have to. If those who call his name will heed this call and say yes in absolute surrender and obedience to His will. May God bless you.
0: More than ever you need a pure heart. Join Andrew in Cuyoyo as he shares with us this timely message about the importance of having and maintaining a pure heart. This nine-message DVD series will help you to discover God's conditions for entering His dwelling and how you can access the blessings of His presence in your life. You will learn what a pure heart is, the significance of a pure heart, praying for a pure heart, obtaining a pure heart, and maintaining a pure heart. With clean hands and a pure heart, you'll not only enter boldly into God's holy place, but you'll experience the blessings of His kingdom as He manifests His divine will in and through your life like never before for His glory. Call us toll free 1-855-41-VOICE. That's one 418 6423 with your gift of $25 or more. Ask for order number 2 or visit our website KingdomImpactMinistry.org to request your copy of Pursuing a Pure Heart. For a donation of $25 or more, shipping and handling is included. Watch Andrew on the Kingdom Come broadcast. online at kingdomimpactministry.org and on our Kingdom Impact Network channels available on Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Google TV, iTunes, and Cross TV. To receive prayer, order resources, or to become a partner with Kingdom Impact Ministry, call us toll-free, 1-855-41-VOICE. That's 1-855-418-6423 or visit us online at kingdomimpactministry.org. You can also write to us at Kingdom Impact Ministry, P.O. Box 2073, Montrose, Colorado, 81402.